Welcome to the Stringers Podcast number 2002. Return of the podcast when stringers attack. We've done it. Okay, we haven't done much. But if you know me at all, you know that I love starting things and I never follow through. So making it just to the second one is kind of a big deal for me. I, I, I wanna pat I wanna pat you on the back, Kylie. You've done an excellent job. You're keeping me motivated. You're keeping everything on track. This week we were delighted to welcome into the 307 studio Julie Stewart Binks. She is of ESPN. She was used to be from Fox Sports One, CTV in Regina. Have fun with that name. You can find her on Twitter if you don't already follow her at JSB underscore TV. You can find her on Instagram at Julie SB underscore, or you can find her on the Stringer podcast. But before we get to Julie, we first go to Kylie, who is this <laughs> lovely social butterfly that so does social. all the cool things. So this so. week, what's going on in our fair city? So on Friday, you could kick off with uh, Beer Prov which I think you'd like, you'd really enjoy. <laughs> Beer prov. <laughs> Beer prov. So, um, Am I getting this right? Is it improv on beer? Hey, they're drinking on stage while they're doing improv. That's pretty cool. That's pretty great. Where is it? So it's at the Comedy Bar. Friday night? At, Friday night starts at 1030. Ooh. So all these audience members give uh, suggestions. suggestions. Yeah. And... One by one, they pick who's who's better on stage, and they're just drinking and just having a good time. So you're kind of like putting <laughs> forth suggestions on Survivor yeah. of what kind of challenges they should Survival do. Survival of the fittest. And then voting beer. off the person you don't like because yeah. they did it poorly. They might be too drunk. That's But I the whole time the whole you're feeding idea. them more alcohol. Yeah, I think that's the whole idea. This kind of sounds like my teen years. <laughs> What else is going on this weekend? Um, on Saturday, if you have a dog, there is a park and bark dog show. Park and bark. Park and bark dog Stop show. Stop your car <laughs> and yell at your dog. So I kind of picked this one because I swear the other week I was driving and I had this realization that if I ever got into a car crash, it would be because I'm looking at a dog. Oh. Not because not of anything else. Cute. But because the dog was so darn cute. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't drive and look at dogs, so just go to the dog show and uh, have a good time. Park and bark. Yeah, park Bark and in bark. the park, really, because yeah. it's at the park. Yeah, park so and bark. So you park your car, you get your dog to yeah. bark in the park. Yep, you make some friends. Looking at trees that have bark around yes. them. Yes, and squirrels. It's the park, bark, park, Squirrel. bark. Squirrel. <laughs> and then, and then, on Sunday, going off of Friday, uh-huh. no beer prov, you can learn how to make your own beer at home, oh. which is pretty sweet. My baby brother, Trevor, <laughs> who's not so much of a baby anymore, he makes his own beer at home, and I'm not exactly a connoisseur. Like, let's get, let's be honest, if it's in a can, cup, or bottle, I'm probably pretty good with it. it. I'm yeah. going to drink it. But Trevor, he learned to make his own, and he does a really good job at it. So what we want to do is we want to get all liquored up for Beer Prov on yeah. Friday, we then want to sober up sober with our up. dogs at yes. the park because all we really want to do is walk slowly and lay around and look at cuddly puppies. Yes. And then we can get the cycle going all over again on Sunday. 
which you should because it's free, <gasps> and you get a $5 beer voucher, so why not? <laughs> so really, you get paid $5 to go. Yeah. So it's better To learn better how to make free. your own beer. So if you want to learn how to make your own beers, you can earn $5. That sounds like a mighty big weekend. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed. Sounds, right. like, sounds like we're alcoholics, actually. What I do in my spare time is none of your damn <laughs> business, Kylie Templeton. Say to yourself. One last exciting announcement before we get to Julie Contest. Contest. And it sounds like I said Julie Contest, like that's actually the <laughs> guest we have coming on. Julie Contest. It's actually not a Julie Contest. You can't win her, but you could win tickets to Toronto. This is terrible. You can win tickets to Toronto City versus New York Red Bull. We're giving it away. They're red hot. Just clinch a playoff spot on the weekend if you're into footy. If you aren't. You might get into it by learning about, you know, another sport you can watch while drinking beer. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by beer. <laughs> the letter B and the word ear. Clearly, right? You're not going to win beer. The contest is simple. i got to cut to the chase. We want to interact with you guys more. We had a lot of fun with, a little, with some of the banter that went on after <laughs> the first episode. So we want to keep it going. But we're not exactly contest creators. So, if you want to win the tickets, submit your best contest ideas, and if you help us pick our next contest, which you probably will because we didn't create anything, then you win the tickets. It's like a meta contest contest. It's a contest world in which the aliens are playing with contest marbles, and you're inside the contest marble on another contest <laughs> world. It's like Men in Black. And you can create a contest. And I can't create a contest. So... Submit your contest ideas on Twitter, at Stringer Podcast, or on Instagram. I don't know how you're going to submit it on Instagram, but you can find us there, at Stringer Podcast. The tickets can be yours. Now, Kylie? Yes? What am I doing? He's putting his finger in his mouth. No, what am I really doing? Okay, I guess playing the sax. <laughs> Accommodating. We've been sitting here talking shit the whole time. <laughs> we're not a co- we're That's just hanging awesome. out. So, you just walked from the ACC? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. I forgot how far it was until I was like, I should probably put this into Google Maps. <laughs> See you don't I'm walking. walk anywhere in LA, do you? It's no. not a walking city. No. no. So I was like, oh, I should probably use my legs at some point. <laughs> yeah. you know? oh. Oh, it's like such weird weather outside. It's like so hot. Sorry. It's sticky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, this anyway. is what we do here. We all just take yeah. off our clothes and get really comfortable. Um, you still in the same place? Yeah. On the beach? Yeah. Julie, okay, I haven't been to her place, but we were like a block or two from it last time I visited LA. And Where did we go when you... I'm trying to remember the last time. We went... We got lost in a fog of like whiskey, sours, or something. <laughs> We were right near your oh, place. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. parked where you were going to park, yeah, I think. Yeah, and yeah, then we yeah, went yeah. to a little bar that yeah. was right there. Yeah, okay. I remember and, now. And finished the night off. Yeah. After, <laughs> yeah. After was, Anaheim game. Yeah, okay. Oh, right, okay. You, I'm trying to remember you, why you yeah, were there now. Yeah, yeah. Well, what were we doing? Yeah. yeah. I went to the Anaheim game. I had no idea how far Anaheim was. Yeah, it sucks. From, really because I was staying in... Uh, Manhattan was, Beach? 
Manhattan Beach. I was yeah. staying in Manhattan Beach, yeah. and I took a cab to Anaheim. I'm like, yeah. ah, it's it's just like just a cab LA right away. Yeah, <laughs> it's, an hour and a half. <laughs> it took me forever, and it was yeah, a fortune. So and then I had to wait in line, and I was like, oh. yeah, that's why no one goes to Ducks games. Like anyone for, that's not in Orange County, mm-hmm. there's no reason. Way too to. hard to get to. <laughs> oh yeah, even playoffs. Like no, no one will break. That, that's what they're criticized for. It's like there's so much traffic on the freeway. People are getting there after puck drop. Like not worth it. Can't do it. Yeah. And it's not like traffic is easy in LA either. No. Like you guys are for real. Mm-hmm. How how long you been in LA for? Uh, four years now. Four years. Mm-hmm. Who's the most famous person you've ever run into? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, you probably like I saw I sat beside Cindy Crawford at. Woo lunch once she's pretty famous I don't she's know. well known yeah <laughs> if Vogue does one of those if, I don't know if, I don't know why I'm on the I think it's Vogue they There's do like the four, questions? yeah 73 oh, yeah. questions with yeah if great. they do a 73 questions with you I consider you pre- like with anyone I consider you pretty famous oh yeah and, right. she, and she was like, <laughs> she was like the most recent one it came up on my YouTube little feed. So, yeah, yeah she's pretty famous. People, you just see famous people yeah, all the time around. everywhere. We just have to act like they're not famous. Yeah, you just like you really chill. Just put your head down, yeah. Yeah. What was she having for lunch? Uh, I don't know. But there's no one else in there. It was like no. her uh, her husband owns like a restaurant out there. So that or in Malibu, that's where I saw her. Uh, okay. So there's like no one else there. Wait, Cindy Crawford has a husband? Mm-hmm. Ruined. <laughs> the, the, the dream is gone. It's been going strong since I was like 12 yeah, she years old. She looks great though. <laughs> but, like. Yeah, of course she does. I think everyone in LA looks great. Yeah. Like that's the, I don't know if it's the trap of LA or the beauty of LA. You gotta look good. You gotta keep up. Yeah. That's yeah. The thing. Half of it's the stress of having to keep up with everyone else who looks great. And the other half is the fact that it's sunny all the time and you, it's, I don't want to say it never rains, but it yeah. seems like it never rains. Yeah. And so you can always, like, you don't have an excuse not to be outside. Yeah. If you're in, not at Runyon like five days a week, yeah. you're just a lazy butt. You know? In Canada, Canada. Like you don't have to deal with snow <laughs> no. and like any of that stuff that stresses you out. Though when I was at home, I think my best workout was shoveling the line. <laughs> that was like, I depended on that four times a week. That was both my cardio and my weights. Yeah. Just shoveling the line. That is not a thing. Do they have uh, heated driveways yet or anything to like prevent like shoveling? Yeah, oh, sure. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Do they? They yeah. do? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, like when I was a kid, I thought this is the most genius invention ever. I'm going to make a million dollars off of this. Just like shoveling a driveway and sweating. Probably but they, someone expensive did it. though. I feel like it's only really nice houses like forest hills. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a really, yeah. My, my brother oh, installed, my brother's an electrician. Okay. And so he did all the wiring once for a heated driveway. Damn. And the future's now. In the garage, he had like an elevator to a lower garage, which was like a warehouse of amazing vehicles. Really? Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of park it on the elevator and bring it up and it would go to floor level and you could just park it on it and stay there if you wanted or you just lower it and it's bring another amazing. one up. Was it Wayne Manor? Yeah, it was yeah. Wayne yeah. Manor. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. He lives in Richmond Hill now. He moved. Gotham's getting to be too much. Uh, I remember the first time I ran into a heated bathroom floor. Yeah. Not quite in Forest Hill, but hey, you know... <laughs> She was in like a sub penthouse, but uh, they had they had a heated bathroom floor, and I thought that was the greatest thing ever. Get out yeah. of the shower, and everything's warm under your yeah. feet. Like a nice heated kitchen floor in the morning too. So nice, that. yeah. Is that what you guys have in LA? Is that no? I had in, it in Kingston. Is when that I went in Stuart Banks Manor? Kingston. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Residence? heated because yeah. there's no air conditioning down by the beach. So you were saying how warm it is. It's kind of sticky more than warm. I feel like no, today. there's no humidity. It's just no. Hot. I meant here oh, today. Here, yeah, yeah. Here you walk. It was kind of sticky today. Yeah. I've been without air conditioning all summer, 
And it's not like I'm in an old place. I'm in a relatively new yeah. condo. I'm in the same place like from whatever yeah. five years ago. But my air conditioning's been out all summer, and it's it's right about now is the first time I've been miserable when I go mm-hmm. to bed and miserable when I wake up. The beach, I guess you have but cross I heard breezes. It's like, but not a great summer here. No, kind of up and down, right? Like I think not a whole be, lot of ev- sun. Everyone from the south would imagine this to be what a Canadian summer's like. Mm. Right, so it's seventy degrees Fahrenheit, whatever that equates, like twenty degrees Celsius, something like that. That's where it kind of middles around, and not a whole lot of sun. No, yeah, like it's not been great. But now it's getting sticky, and and usually what we experience in July, we're getting kind of now, and the humidity's kind of setting in, and it's just in my little one bedroom condo. <laughs> it's not enjoyable whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. So, how are you? Good. Are we recording? Oh, yeah, we're going. Oh, I didn't know we were recording. <laughs> Got to tell me that. That's kind of, yeah. No, that's kind of half. You might say something. No, you might yeah, let yeah, one of the secrets yeah, I was slip. Like, we didn't know. No, no. <laughs> Got to say no. when it's on the record. No, we, uh, <laughs> it's an ease in podcast. Okay. We might as well let the, the conversation I'm like, start. Why is everyone like talking yeah. in the microphone? Yeah, and you're not. <laughs> well, we are talking to each other, Julie. There are microphones right, here. It's just like, us. I might as well ask. Sitting around the table. Yeah. Uh, if you want to edit anything out yeah, that happened like beforehand, that, no, I don't. No, I'm fine. No. That's that stuff's good. I just feel bad. I wasn't really like. No. I was just sort of. You're reading out the room. for the moment to be like, okay, it's, we're starting. Well, the idea <laughs> in it, I think, is to take the formality out of it, and that's why if you just let a conversation kind of start going naturally, then maybe it's going to take somewhere. And it's not like there's no big question we're asking. Like yeah. there's no, you know, tell me the truth. About yeah, yeah, Julie Street. Like, there's no big question we're hunting for, so you might as well just let the conversation go. And then, if we could spend the whole time debating heated floors or heated driveways, and if we last an hour, that's that's yeah. good enough for me. Awesome. We, okay. We good found to know. So, yeah. uh, how you doing? So, <laughs> You're on vacation. Where are we walking to? Yeah, yeah. I've just been here for the week. Um, that's the thing. Like, if you don't, if you live away from Toronto or somewhere, you I always spend all my vacation coming back here. Mm-hmm. Like I don't travel anywhere. I Does just, it feel like a vacation though? No, it's like more stressful. <laughs> coming home is more stressful. Yeah, than trying to see people, trying to see family, fit it all in. Um, like every day is so crazy, mm-hmm. and then still thinking about work because you're still like attached to all your devices, devices, and you, it's you like gotta, you got to keep those. <laughs> social media people happy yeah, like they need daily lot. updates they do they yeah. want to make sure you're like alive and having yeah. fun and so they can live through you yeah like last night I went to the X and I, we were right by BMO so and right. I like saw the uh, heat lamps on the field I was yeah. like oh I remember this last year from before MLS Cup and stuff so I thought this is exactly like as a reporter take a picture of it and I asked Mike Mazzaro, like, hey, what is this exactly? Like, what am I mm-hmm. looking at? And he told me. But that's like, you, you're still on, right? Mm-hmm. So I push it out and it's like, oh, everyone's so excited. Oh, that's how TFC keeps their field good with CFL and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. But you're still thinking about it, right? Well, I'm at the X, which is supposed to be fun. And, not and was it fun? Yeah. Like, what was the most outrageous? So those who don't live in Toronto, I guess I've been asked so many times, what's like, what's the X? Where's, where's BMO field? Like the, yeah. they don't understand the, the, the idea like right around of it. The, the national, uh, the Canadian national exhibition yeah. and the fact that it's been going on 
I'm going to guess for a hundred plus years. <laughs> I'm going to guess. Since yeah. at least like my mom was a kid, she went to it. She's like, <laughs> yeah. so I said a hundred plus years. years. Yeah. You said since my yeah. mom was a kid, that was great. Um, I've never been to the X. What happens there? Is it just like a fair way. or a carnival? Yeah. What happens? Yeah. Like it's, I hear you can eat like gross things and that's part of the fun, right? That, yeah. That, yeah it's I feel it's turned into that experience. Tons of sort of like unique fair food that's almost like the worst stuff for yeah. you possible, but so, so tasty. Yeah. Last night when I, I saw there was deep fried spaghetti oh really i didn't have that but that might be tasty because like a bit more savory um gnocchi poutine oh that sounds good and then they have kind of like they have deep fried bugs and Mm. um yeah no chicken feet and all this stuff like i'm definitely not into that (laughs) i love deep fried oreos but we didn't get that last night i got one of those chimney stacks if you've seen them oh yeah yeah, Yeah. it's kind of like ice cream and dough or whatever Really, really Was good. it ice cream on the Because sometimes yeah. I think it's just whipped cream they oh, put in is the it? middle too. Yeah, it was like soft serve ice cream in there. That's so. totally my jam. Ice, yeah. <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> you got me at ice cream. There's uh, right below where I live, there's this little, it's called Greg's Ice Cream. And I think there's only two or three locations that I know of. And they prepare it all there. And it's different flavors on the board every single day. And it's... That's my hardest part of every day is walking home and be yeah. like, do I get Greg's or do I not? Yeah. Well, ice cream has made a, a big comeback for a long time. Like Froyo was so in, in, yeah. in vogue for, for a long time. But now, <laughs> Health conscious. Yeah, now ice cream, it's just like, you know, it's all bad. Just eat ice cream, eat the good stuff. Ever since McDonald's started serving salads, I think that's when we're like, okay, if McDonald's, if I go to McDonald's and be healthy, then I can go somewhere else and go back to ice cream. Yeah, everywhere you go, like fast food, everything just has calorie count on everything yeah, which is crazy that's like, a, like in the really last in check 10 years or five I feel years the salads too. up here in Canada are way better than in the states like the McDonald's you have way more fast food options like in and out and Jack in the Box and all these random places but the salads at McDonald's up here are way better yeah like which tasting? doesn't make any it makes a lot of sense because it's the US down there and they don't <laughs> about salads at McDonald's. do they have to I believe the the states kind of yeah at least in the western world pioneered the idea of putting the calorie count mm-hmm. next to it because I always noticed it at the Starbucks and they're like, yes, your yeah. grande latte is 560 calories. Yeah. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. How much sugar is in yeah. this? Yeah. And then I got it anyway. I noticed with the Froyo though, like there was a place near my house here, yogurties now being taken over by a second cup. So oh. see, yogurt is end. Yeah. It is, it's the end. <laughs> second cup is, it's a Canadian chain? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Canadian chain. I haven't seen it south of the border. Mm-hmm. You spend a lot of time in airports. Mm-hmm. We both spend a lot of time in airports. You unfortunately seem like they always give you the back of the plane. That's like my mm-hmm. favorite <laughs> slash heart yeah. crunching part of all your social media posts is yeah. when you find out where your seat is. Is it like, do you have favorite spots now in LAX or wherever that you'll go to eat? Because that's be- become our thing over the last three years. It's like when we go to LaGuardia, we know our breakfast sandwich shop yeah. and we only go there and we're excited for every time we go back and play one of the New York Well, teams. that's a good call because uh, the terminals changed at LAX. So Delta moved to where Air Canada was mm-hmm. and Air Canada switched to Delta, which sucks because there was really good like rock and brews we would go <laughs> for like breakfast burritos if we're there really early in the morning. Um, now, not so much. Trying to, I mean, LAX is the worst airport, I think, in the world. Just because of how busy it is? busy it's just like dirty there's a million people there just lying on the floor like everywhere there's no <laughs> restaurants it's like always under construction mm-hmm. it is 
is honestly the worst. And then they say like there's a bar, like there's no bar, it's just like a Burger King, maybe. <laughs> like that's it. Like the terminal that's just what, has a Burger King in it. That's where you shack up for your four hour delay yeah. that you weren't expecting at all. Yeah, I've been like knock on wood pretty decent with no real delays recently. I've been like pretty bad back of the plane, no upgrades, but I've been flying a lot of Air Canada and I mm-hmm. realize Air Canada is like super socialist, not just because it's like Air Canada, <laughs> but first of all, there's no priority list. Lane, which sucks. Not like I would get it anyways, but everyone is, <laughs> yeah, there is. Nexus and just regular. I f- There's I no f- TSA pre-check. That's the main thing. North of the border? Yeah. Or south of the border? No, north. No, it's only Nexus, global entry, right. or everybody. So when we, when we have Nexus, when we're in the States, we can just, they tag on TSA pre-check on it when we have Nexus. And I'm guessing yeah, you Yeah, but when you go to the Nexus? States, it's fine. But when you come up to Canada, oh. it's like awful. And then I think because there's only really two airlines that people fly here that everyone has status. So that's <laughs> why it's like. Are you knocking my status? I'm, I'm proud Canada's of it. I worked like, hard for <laughs> I have like shares in Air Canada. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm still like always at the back of the plane. I'm like, what? Zone like five. 100 million air miles on this thing. And like, don't get anything. But yeah, it's okay. I haven't been traveling too much. We had a ton of LA games this summer. Mm-hmm. So. But now East Coast, we got a lot of New York. Actually, I have TFC in Montreal this weekend as well. This weekend being two weeks ago. (laughs) This podcast is going up, I think, the second week of September. So for anyone who checked out the TFC Montreal game, you will have seen Julie Stewart Banks. She was fantastic on air. Like, she just killed it as usual. TFC... One. Against Montreal. Six. Two. Nothing. Then you can can switch it out. Exactly. We'll we'll actually we'll just get you to patch in afterwards what the final score was. But that was a really great great game. And what you know what was crazy about it was that Toronto going into the match was on a great tear. You know they had that midweek game against Philadelphia ahead of time that could or could not have affected the results around the of X how they too, were right? around the exhibition. It's at that, yeah, yeah, it's at yeah, home. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, that'd be cool. So everyone going gets free admission to the exhibition. Wow, uh, everyone that's true. Who who went? Oh, got went, free sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> entry into the exhibition. <laughs> and they all had chimney snacks. And going yeah. into the game, Montreal too was on a tear. Uh, yeah. This is turning into a sports podcast. Actually, thankfully, this is like the one sport I can actually kind of talk confidently about. I, I, I feel I'm, well, I can't multitask. And I think that most people of my gender can sympathize with that. But I can only hold on to one sport at a time in front of me. And, and right now it's MLS. Mm-hmm. But everything else, knowledge of everything else goes. No, but like the world is so, um, there's no attention span. So like you have to be <laughs> willing to drop MLS and in one second go to the next thing. Like what is the most interesting thing at that moment, right? It's, like I can't. Think about Twitter. It's just like no one clicks the links. They just look at like the, the body of the headlines. just yeah. like, oh. Boom, 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 boom. And then you click on the link and you read maybe a paragraph and you're like, okay, let me check my text messages. What's my email? Uh, you know. That is why I think I need to unplug for a while because honestly, my phone just hurts my head more than anything. I'll like, I'm doing the right thing and I'll go on and I'm reading the right news and I'm finding mm-hmm. out I'm being current with current events. <laughs> and then I realize that first of all, it's 
misinformation or whatever. I read the wrong article. My aunt actually funny misinformation. Enough, you're mi- saying fake news out there. <laughs> I yeah. not to say yeah. fake news. <laughs> it's kind of a touchy subject. But my aunt like posted. This is the problem with Facebook too. Is that you have to be connected to family. No, my aunt posted. Um, this article about the sun going dark for 15 days in November <laughs> because of a like a gas flare out of Jupiter that gets sparked because Venus is bright or something, and I'm like, come on! And I wasted yeah. my time reading it. A lot of those yeah. like conspiracy theories or yeah, whatever, especially on Facebook. I find that's like the worst. Oh, you can always tell if like someone posts just a ridiculous headline, like just. The website is something so stupid. Like you just look yeah. at the website, you're like, oh yeah, that's not that's yeah, not real at that's all. Not yeah. like or by who's posting or something. It, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like what's your what's your social media engine of choice? Uh, what, mean, what do you like the most right now? Depends. Like I'm pretty into Instagram right yeah. now, just because I like that it's basically my own channel, mm-hmm. so I can put out content. But in terms of Finding out information, definitely Twitter. Almost nothing on Facebook, like non-existent with that. My favorite thing about Instagram right now is that I can have that night at the bar that I wish I never picked up my phone and then all the posts are gone in 24 hours. That's <laughs> well, it. you can delete it still, which is good. Can you Instagram stories? You can just go in and remove it? Yeah. Have you had to? You know, from experience, um, if like something doesn't like does, it's like there's just too many work. of one thing. So you're like, yeah, <laughs> just take that down. I yeah. had too many deep fried spaghetti balls in this post. And yeah. Yeah, people exactly. are going to start asking funny <laughs> yeah. questions. It's like diluted. Like the story, you know, needs to keep moving. <laughs> I can't have too yeah. many on one thing. You're constantly editing. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Like, stories. Like, yeah. You're curating, which yeah. is our new obsession. It's like what scrapbooking was five years ago. Now everyone's curating yeah. their Instagram stories. Do people still use Snapchat? Cause like Instagram's killed. Like, you know how yeah. Snapchat kind of killed Vine or was that how one? Yeah. And then yeah. video killed the radio star. Exactly. And yeah, I don't know. I haven't used Snapchat like in forever. Yeah, the Instagram story killed it. I do daily. Mm. I actually, I haven't really moved over to Instagram stories yet. Why? I still, I don't know. I haven't moved over yet because of the people who can access my Instagram stories. I think that's it. It's like I have a different crowd of friends and people on Snapchat that I can be less intelligent with than I can on Instagram. Like there's a lot of people that I'm affiliated through work Mm -hmm. or whatever that know me on Instagram. And I'm really afraid of picking up my phone after dark and putting something on Instagram. It depends what you are okay with your message being. Do you know what I mean? Like I've had, I went right to Instagram stories because I like that there's a bigger reach. Mm -hmm. Um, I only have, I don't know how many people follow me on Snapchat, but it was like, I have kind of a random name and I'd see like maybe 20 people saw a post and yeah. <laughs> not a whole lot. Uh, and then I started doing kind of Instagram videos and I was getting really good feedback from executives at ESPN that were mm-hmm. like, Oh, I didn't know that you had like any personality at all because <laughs> oh. you're a reporter. Right. Yeah. I only know that you, when you update on injuries or you have a story on somebody, but I don't know anything about you. So then they're like, oh, you're kind of self-deprecating and you like to make fun (laughs) of stuff and, you know, you are not afraid to kind of show who you are. And Mm -hmm. that's like so much of the states is going personality driven content rather than obviously news and information has been different. Like Mm -hmm. how they decide to figure out everyone could kind of access that already. So I I know like as I can, you know, you can see who's looked at it. Mm -hmm. Like I know also the executives that kind of have like hidden names and stuff and what they are. And they look at every single one of them. Oh wow. 
Or in like Michael Bradley or something. And you're like, oh, I know you know yeah. that I said this thing. <laughs> yeah. Because your name showed up on my on my yeah, little right? I didn't know you could re- you could find out who's watching. Yeah, stuff. you can see, see them. See, that all. freaks me out even more. But I mean you're not gonna I'd like, stop sleeping. Yeah, but you're not gonna go through every single one of them. Like <laughs> I just see the people I follow mm-hmm. who have looked at it. Mm-hmm. And then if it's like other random people and say it is Michael Bradley and he has a random like soccer guy name or something. <laughs> I'm not soccer, gonna know that's him. Soccer, soccer guy, guy four. Yeah. Soccer guy four TFC. You're like yeah, mm. yeah, right. So I wonder you, who that could be. So are you super conscious of what you're posting on social media? Because of like like will you post a night out with your friends and mm-hmm. if you're drinking and stuff, that'll be totally fine. Are you yeah. But you are aware you're very conscious of what's going out well, as a professional and it's like your like public to see, definitely like professional, but also people want what's relatable too. So, you know, for me, it's like, oh, they can see you are, they already know your public persona on TV is like, you know, reporter, blah, 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 all this. But it's like, hey, you can, when I go out, like, I'm just like everyone else. I might have like a couple drinks. I might have a hangover. I might be broke. Like, I'm just normal. And people like that because I think sometimes they put people who are on TV or say you do work at ESPN and live in LA, everyone thinks everything's perfect in your life and they don't like you. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, we're just the same, you know? And so I found that, you know, if you can, you're going out and you find something ridiculously funny and you can make fun of it or make fun of yourself. I don't make fun of other people unless it's like my yeah. family. That, yeah, that's like <laughs> the your, rule. your brother. Yeah. Because you don't want to show, yeah, be like on there like, oh, look at what this girl is wearing. Unless it's super, super insanely ridiculous. It's yeah. like, I have to put that up. <laughs> and at that point, you're more applauding their sense of self mm-hmm. and their ability to go out and wear that and feel yeah. completely comfortable doing it. For me, what I've enjoyed from you, see, okay, Here's my problem right now with social media is that I'm going to bring up stuff that you didn't tell me directly, but I know about you (laughs) because we're friends socially. And that always makes me feel awkward. But when you ever, whenever you show your hair extensions or your hair pieces, Mm -hmm. like on the, like they're just hanging on a towel rack or something (laughs) that slays me and freaks me out all the same time. Well, I mean, I think Erin Andrews sort of made that okay. Like, she put out something one time when she got Gatorade doused and was like, oh, all my hair extensions are, like, all... <laughs> Orange? Yeah, like, disgusting. And then everyone, another woman, Carissa Thompson, I work with, she posts about them all the time. And so it's sort of like, hey, you know, everyone on TV doesn't just have amazingly beautiful, long blonde hair. Like, it's Which not real. Which until now, pay I thought it was. Yeah. 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 I thought it was completely real. <laughs> yeah. But you every single person has like extensions on TV, 100%. Really? Yeah. I never thought that until I moved to LA and I found out. Like Hercules Gomez, for instance, who yeah. joined the Herc- FS1 squad. Her- uh, ESPN. Oh, he is, he's on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll edit that. Uh, out. <laughs> I'll so Hercules Gomez, who joined the ESPN squad. Yeah, Herc- Hair extensions. Herc's been working really hard. Yeah. I saw him down at All Star. I was yeah. I was in oh, All Star nice. and we ran yeah. into each other and uh, he and his wife are expecting their first child, which is nice. really quite exciting yeah. uh, for them. They spent a little bit of time, as you know, here yeah. in Toronto, yeah. and, and I got to know him. Uh, and he's such a great guy. It was yeah. sad. It was sad to see him go. And then the next time I saw him was at MLS Cup, as he and Stephen Fry hoist the trophy. Yeah, I know. which was okay. which was yeah. mixed feelings. And then oddly enough, the next time I saw him again after that was together again at. Uh, All star, yeah. but Herc had moved on to his new role with ESPN. Yeah, yeah, let's not he's get that been wrong. It. He's been like working every single day. He had to move to Bristol, Connecticut, too, and all. Oh, that. did he? Oh boy, oh, wow. 
But I think it was like the whole family was fine with it. Yeah. That's kind of the issue. No one wants to move to Bristol, right? It's tough. Like it's about three hours from both New York and Boston. Yeah. So what allowed you to stay on the West Coast when you switched from FS1? Well, I don't have to. I'm not in studio at all. So I can live literally anywhere. Stayed on the West Coast because I was doing Anaheim Ducks Mm -hmm. for the first half of the year. And then now I could literally live wherever. But you're not going to leave anytime soon? I don't think so. (laughs) But it kind of is cool to know that like you could kind of go. Yeah. I mean, California taxes are so high, but it's is California, so it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna brag, but it's great. Yeah. You should all move. All my there. coworkers live on the East Coast, though. They all live in Boston, Vermont, New York. Really? Yeah. Because ESPN, it's like they're all. It's so Boston centric. It's so strange. Mm-hmm. And then Fox is on the West Coast, and it was very LA focused, like Alexi mm-hmm. Lawless and my old uh, play-by-play guy John Strong. Well, he lives in Portland, but everyone lived on in the West LA. Coast. Really? Yeah. So it's a bit different. You kind of like don't have a job you go to. You just parachute into games <laughs> yeah. and then go home. And Pull the ripcord and then you're out. Yeah, it's like a really different world. I trying to explain to people like I don't go in to anything you Mm -hmm. know like I don't have an office like it's just my house this is the first time I think I've seen you in Toronto since you were in Regina I think like we haven't run into each other in Toronto oh it's outside of work outside of work we've seen each other because of work but the times we run into each other has either been in LA one time in SKC, I think, mm-hmm. one time in Dallas. Yeah, and yeah, for me, that's really neat because you get friends, but it's also kind of odd when you think the yeah. only time you get to see your friends are for one night in an odd city, mm-hmm. like sitting in a hotel bar. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's like, honestly, like on the road always. Um, but then it's kind of cool because you're, you are jumping around to cities all the time. And mm-hmm. so it forces you to go out and like see people that maybe you wouldn't, or you're like, Oh, I, I remember I was in Portland at the beginning of the year and I met this awesome girl who's friends with my coworker, Taylor Twelman. And then we're now like really good friends when I go to Portland, like mm-hmm. I'll hang out with her. So, but I know I probably would never have ever met that person. Do you know what I mean? Had I not been doing this job and kind of open to meeting people, but then you're also so busy that I'm going to New York this week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> two weeks ago I was in New York. Yeah, love some, it, absolutely some love it. That are like, oh, can't wait for you to come. You know, let's do dinner Wednesday night, or you know, what are your plans Friday? I was like, okay, I have a game Friday, and <laughs> um, then we fly to Montreal the next morning at like the crack of dawn and have a game that weekend. And there is no real time. So it's like to, you're working. You're not going to hang out. Yeah, with friends and that's the hard part. It's like people have, as you guys know, people. Most people our age are working for the weekend, working for the happy hour after work. And it's like our jobs are during those times and we're working for those times. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the biggest difference. Like I see everyone on all the people I went to high school with or university. They're always up north every weekend. They're always having fun. They're going to weddings. They're going to bachelor parties, all the stuff. Like I don't get to do any of that. That's not part of my life. <laughs> That's not part of my lexicon. I don't yeah, understand it. These four guys like Greg and Kylie, even last night, I got out of here shortly after 1 a.m. at a work shortly after 1 a.m. and I just sent them a note. I'm like, guys, I've got to sleep. Like mm-hmm. I, I will be in a little bit late. Please understand. Thank you very much, yeah. Clay, because there is no, there's no norm. There's no bars and it could be 
you know, the greatest thing I think that happens is when I get a free Thursday here and there or Wednesday when I feel everyone's in work and I can just roam the city streets and I feel like I'm a king. I'm like, oh, this is the easiest <laughs> job in the world. Yeah. But the truth is, is that, you know, late night games, mm-hmm. always weekend games, always weekend games. And then your friends and family just start to understand at a certain point that, oh, yeah, yeah we'll invite them, but they probably won't yeah. come to or this Or they event. just like stop inviting you, but... <laughs> it's not because we don't love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell people, like, keep inviting me to stuff, and then I probably won't be able to come. But at one point, I will be able to come. So Hopefully it works out. Yeah. So how did, how did you guys start working together? Like, where does the friendship begin here? I don't know the... When's the first right time... Here. When's, right here. It must have been in this building the first time yeah. we met. Downstairs? I was... Yeah, I was reading... I was reading Theo Fleury's book. I remember us sitting on the <laughs> Playing couch. Playing with fire? Yeah. It's a good read. Theo and Fleury I think you thought I was an intern it's, then... Yeah. Really? Yeah, you and Steve Dangle. I remember Steve, you yep. guys were down there. And then <laughs> it was, I think it might have been trade deadline day or something around that time. And yeah. I, I was I, just interested in the book you were reading. I can't believe you remember. No, you were like, you're an intern. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, and I was oh, like, very, basically an intern. No, I just did some kind of freelance work for a little bit here. All right, what were you doing? I did some junior hockey profiles. Oh, really? Um, like Marley stuff? No, kind of like, like junior, junior, like junior, junior? junior yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then. Kind of like, uh, gosh, what is it? The red, white, like the cherry, Don Cherry. Game. Oh, the or and uh, the, yeah, cherry yeah. game? Yeah, um, yeah. Top Prospects game. Right. Yeah, did some like profiles from that. Kind of like, oh, who are the Leafs interested in? And like, who yeah, might yeah. be a good fit or something. You had a shoe in, I guess, at the time because you had done work already with Kingston and then also out in... Um, the, the Ice Dogs. I did that kind of like after Saint a little Catherine. bit. Oh, yeah, was but mostly it after? Kingston here. Uh, we went to Brampton once together. Uh, Do you remember that? To go shoot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sam Carrick. Sam Carrick. Yeah. The, but the he other wasn't even like, a, there, there was no Leaf idea yet with that then. Had he not, had he not been drafted by the Leafs yet? I remember I he had like so. a nasty scar and he had a mohawk. And know. I'm like, well, this is going to be interesting. I think he might have just been like a tall prospect or something. I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah. I remember we headed out to Brampton, mm-hmm. did, did Sam Carrick there and we shot the standups like, in outside real sports, outside real sports, in yeah. like the version 1.0 of what that area looked because they had kind of like yeah. that sporty wallpaper yeah. along the top. And I went, you brought me, and I covered uh, one of the St. Catharines games. Yeah, ice I remember one the ice dogs, Niagara ice dogs, yeah. I guess, at the time. And you brought me along, those were the days. Yeah, <laughs> things not much were, has changed. Not, yeah, I'm still basically working for free. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I, when the end of the month comes and I pay all my bills and I save for my next, like, first of the month and you have to pay rent again, yeah, yeah. it's still like $14. It's my magic yeah. number. I'm pretty sure $14. And I know exactly how many bags of rice that can buy. Because you live in the distillery does, correct? Yeah. No. That was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. Like, we have a different, that, that's all we did. We, we I have a roommate. Got, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, like one everyone turned me down. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I need a roommate. What was, you were in England before that. Like that's what fascinates me about you is the fact that I watched you go from, or we've been friends. I didn't watch you go. We've been friends <laughs> from when you were in well, Toronto. You're still sitting here yeah. with, the, with the place we met. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Which means I haven't grown at all, <laughs> no. which is really sad. <laughs> That's You're just act- last one standing. <laughs> Barely. <No. laughs> On a peg leg and three crutches. Where were you before? Because you you went to school in Kingston. Then... Yeah, I 
went to school at Queens, did some like TV Kojiko and Queens Gale stuff, and then went to England, worked there for a bit, and then came back and was a shot lister for Hockey Night in Canada, and then did TV Kojiko, Kingston OHL stuff, and then I forget how I got I got in here just doing some freelance stuff mm-hmm. for a bit. What'd you do in England? Just my master's there for a year. Oh, really? Where about yeah. uh, A school called City University. It's like... UCL? It's part of that now, okay. but it wasn't at the time. Oh, gotcha. um, it's like a smaller journalism school in oh, cool, central cool. London. So. Nice. When I was given the office, I'm actually at Greg's presently, and then I moved over one. But when I was cleaning that out, I think I sent you a, a picture, a snap, that it had your original demo reel oh, yeah. and your original CV like in a folder oh, and I'm like so funny. I'm gonna get her to sign this and I'm gonna frame it this is gonna be worth something <laughs> one day a, oh man I, <laughs> I sent those everywhere it. but that, it paid off like in some sometimes the weirdest back channeling of mm-hmm. ways but you kind of put yourself everywhere and you make yeah. yourself known to everyone and as soon as there's an opportunity yeah I mean, if those resumes are still hanging around, like that's even kind of how I got into CTV Regina. I didn't the first time around, but then when they saw I had applied for a job, they're like, oh, we remember you sent in your all your information like a couple months ago. So they knew I wanted to be there. So mm-hmm. then that kind of helped me along the process. But I had a girl shadow me recently on the sideline and I kind of gave her all that advice, like getting to where I am right now Mm -hmm. took a lot, 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 lot. And I'm still not even anywhere near where I want to go. But I was kind of trying to tell her, like, it's not easy, but if you work hard enough for it and you want it enough, like, it will happen, but you have to, you have to work for it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just gonna, nothing is gonna come easy. And I was just telling her, you gotta send out, like, demos to everyone across the country. And I told her, because she's in L.A. now at UCLA, I'm like, go to... Jackson Hole, like go to these are like you know Wichita it, and all these really small towns. That's like towns. the Regina of. I don't know, I've never the been, US. but like there's no. a lot of places. Like there's so many cities in yeah. the U.S. Like go to yeah, so like many people want to try to make it. If you already went to UCLA, you're gonna want to try to make it work in LA, and that's like one of the biggest markets yeah, in you're the not gonna United get LA, like, States. Right yeah. away, so find the the niche market. Yeah, and so many resume. people won't do that, and so. But she was really. Um, open to kind of going to do that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And it was good to see someone young and give them my, you know, advice. Do you feel that it rejuvenates you a little bit and, and, and it lets you appreciate the journey you've taken when you get to see someone that are in those entry stages and, and you can kind of the same time that you're helping them, you're also reflecting on the journey you've taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was like really refreshing because she was watching me as I was doing an LA Galaxy NYCFC game. Mm-hmm. She was like, how do you know what to look for? And how do you just do these, like everything so succinctly on air and you don't mess up and all this. I was like, well, I mean. Aside from being super smart. And no, I just, I didn't, you don't think like it's that big a deal. Mm-hmm. She's like, you just told that story in like 10 seconds and didn't stumble. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You get so used to doing. I told her, I'm like, you have to remember, I've done this exact same job for three years now, mm-hmm. so I I know how to do this job really well. But then it reminds you of sort of the first time you did it and how awkward you were. Even that, I told her, I'm like, I still get nervous before these games. Like before I do my opening hit on national TV, like I know I can't mess up. I know that in a bar, every my face is across like 20 TVs. And when your face is on TV, if you stumble, like more people are uh, 
notice it, right? Mm-hmm. If it's just your voice, mm-hmm. she's like, that's so much pressure. I'm like, but that's sort of like part of the job that you really mm-hmm. like. Like you like that you get this intense, it's like fight or flight. Like yeah. it's going to go way, way up, but you have to learn how to kind of like bring it down and use it. It's like, you know, the performance aspect of it. But yeah, it was nice to kind of have her, she was like, you know, reminded me just like how mm-hmm. long and how much effort it took to get to that point. Well, that's the thing is before that is like, well, you got all your reps in, right? Like you did it for years before that. So when you get to that stage, it's like, you're not as nervous as you would be. Because yeah. And also the job's not that big. Like we always put it on such a pedestal, like, mm-hmm. oh my God, to do NFL sideline reporting or to host a Stanley cup, that would be so much. And it's like, it's not really like <laughs> I've shadowed an NFL sideline reporter and I, it was not that big a deal. Like it was not that much more from what I would do on an MLS sideline right. or, you know, getting to host certain things. Like it's not that much different from, it's just a bigger audience and like probably more money, but it's yeah. really the same thing. And you have way more people helping you at those points. Probably too. more money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how you but said it's like that. Not, not that big a difference. And I think like you, th- I think we put way too much expectation and emotion attached to mm-hmm. certain things that, oh my gosh, well, I grew up in Canada. There's no way I could do college football. Well, why not? Like, why Mm -hmm. can't you learn something that maybe you didn't grow up with Mm -hmm. and succeed at it and Mm -hmm. work hard at it and learn it? Like it's and college football is huge. Don't don't think you can turn your back on that kind Mm -hmm. of audience. It's unbelievable. It's starting up uh, soon or already or already just started up. And man, that first game, you know that that red team took on the yellow team, and it was great. But we put these weird limitations in our own head, like, well, oh, I grew up here, so I can't do this, or oh, I went to this school, so I can't do that. And it's like what I've learned because my journey has been so random, and now I'm actually covering college football this fall. That congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. That I always thought, oh, how could I do that? Like I grew up in Canada where it's like three down football and there's curling and hockey and blah blah blah. It's like, no, you can do that. Like, Have you done a curling match yet? I've done tons of curling. Have you really? Yeah. Of course, when you were when you were yeah. CTV. Yeah, I didn't know curling at all before I moved there. And then you learn it and I wrote highlights on it, covered it, like things aren't that difficult. Well, that's the the one that you touched on just like being from Canada. I feel like anyone who work, especially in this business in Canada, like the Holy Grail is like, I gotta get to the States. I gotta go work for ESPN or I gotta work for Fox, like exactly what you're doing. So how did, like, how does that transition happen? Like, how did you get their attention and get down there? Well, it's, it's always like random opportunities that yeah. sort of happen. Mine was, I did a documentary on a hockey player, Ryan Murray, who was like near yeah. where our station was in Regina. And then we did like a whole behind the scenes, all access thing and his agent's, um, was like, hey, I'll introduce you to our agents with Octagon. And because I did the whole thing myself, like I had something I could show people like, hey, I wrote, edited, produced, shot 90% of this. This is like exactly mm-hmm. everything. And I'm on camera and some of it too. So I was like, here you go. And then I went down to the States to meet this agent. And, you know, you have to spend your own money to go and flights, hotels, all that, but met with a whole bunch of different stations. And at the time, Fox Sports 1 was launching and they were sort of open to meeting everyone and they were interested in Jay and Dan. So then they kind of were thinking about Canadians too. And then they, you know, we, I went back down for an audition and you just don't really think too much of that kind of stuff. And I think that's what helped. Like I wasn't nervous because I thought there's no way I'm ever going to get this. And then for whatever reason, they kind of wanted people no one knew. So it wasn't like you were attached to a network, like, oh, they took this person from ESPN. They want to build their own from, mm-hmm. brand and 
Um, but it's all random. Like that's a yeah. really nice way, I think, of saying they want to limit their budget at the same well, time. The, they want to grow their own talent from the grassroots up. Well, well definitely that. But then they just because they audition people from all over. Like mm-hmm. I saw the list; it was in front of me before I went on, and it was like, oh, well, why wouldn't they just hire that person that was going on ahead of me? Like she's a way bigger deal. Mm-hmm. But then it's sort of the, then you bring sort of the background of what you had at that other place, mm-hmm. and like I think they just wanted new people because I look at. For sure, I was way cheaper than hiring one of those people, but then everyone else they hired didn't have that background as well. Jay and Dan were new to the States. Like, Mm -hmm. no one had even seen them before, right? Mm -hmm. They could have gone and hired two guys from, like, ESPN or wherever Mm -hmm. and made them big stars, but they decided to go with those guys, right? Completely different. You did one of the nicest things, and you brought me onto the Fox lot, which, when I visited L.A., and I was head over heels being, like, a movie kid my whole yeah. life being able and then in the sports guy as well you know getting on the fox lot was unbelievable and very humbly you kind of like walked me through all this awesome stuff and then you're like yeah and this is the corner where we set up and yeah this is where i work and this is where i do my stuff and to me it was still amazing to you it was a work in progress and you said even like where you are right now you're nowhere near you want to go but when you look at those years that you spent at fox you have to appreciate the growth and and maybe some things in yourself that you found and that you, you know, discovered and and helped maybe narrow your, not your choice, your abilities, yeah. but narrow what you wanted to do. I think you just like learn to become more adaptable and flexible to certain things. Mm-hmm. And like I'd never done soccer sideline reporting or any kind of reporting like that. And now it's second nature. Like I would feel really comfortable doing that. But you just have to be willing and capable to do whatever and just mature in the process. Like, oh, we're going to go live across the country in 10 seconds. You just have to read the teleprompter right now. Like you're not going to know what's coming up and not, you can't freak out. Mm -hmm. You just have to like go with it. So learning that, those kind of (laughs) things were like very, was very helpful in that. Um, And also just seeing the ebb and flow of the industry Mm -hmm. because, you know, I think all of us thought we would be at Fox for a lot longer and then new bosses come in, the whole direction has changed. Mm -hmm. They get rid of any news information highlights and go strictly for debate shows. And then that changes sort of your trajectory. And so you have to be okay with um, changing, you know, your own path Mm -hmm. and being, it's a humbling for sure. Cause you sort maybe you sort of think like, I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to keep doing this. And Oh no, I'm not like, I'm going to mm-hmm. maybe go over here. I'm going to do this. Or maybe I do have to move to somewhere random and do this. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, all leave your beach house. You know, not, I would not move. Like, I don't, I'm not day. like attached to it. You know, it's, you're never there. That's yeah. why you're always yeah. on the road. Mm-hmm. Once you're in the, like in the States, like don't even like when Fox hires you, is it like they probably could hire American would be easier for them. No, like to get you down there, isn't it like, What's the difficulty of getting like green yeah, card? Yeah, well, then it was like getting stuff? a visa, so I had to wait like about three to four weeks for that to come through. Was that like once you have the job, it's totally fine? Like it's easy to get, or is it? Yeah, difficult? they do it, and they have. They worked with my agent to have all the paperwork and everything done, mm-hmm. just because yeah, it's yeah. such a arduous process to yeah. kind of get all that through. But it's common now. I mean, just there's so many different types of visas. Obviously, with Canadians working down. In the States, I assume these days it's a little bit maybe more difficult to get yeah, yeah. those, but at the time it wasn't too bad. But when you look like so many Canadians are going down there to work 
mm-hmm. all the time, especially on TV. And I think that was something you grew up in Canada thinking, okay, well, I'll work in Regina and then I'll go to maybe Edmonton or Calgary. Maybe that Vancouver, I'll get an opportunity or I get one in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But it was like Tetris and there was only an opening if someone else moved or if mm-hmm. someone retired. And then it was like, this is going to take forever if I'm trying to get to it. And then, hey, wait, there's this whole other country down here. And look at all the NHL teams they have. And look at all the, uh, you know, random even startup. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, like, things like Bleacher Report and, you know, all just well, anything. You be, you're good friends with Katie Nolan. And she, too, had a, an interesting road mm-hmm. in into Fox where she went through, like, a... Uh, I forget what they were called, but it was like a web. She she did like web commentary yeah. for years, mm-hmm. years. She just hammered away at it. And then she ended up being, I guess, an East Coast yeah. correspondent for Fox. They found her. They had a show called Crowd Goes Wild the first like mm-hmm. year in New York mm-hmm. with Regis. And he was really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he was Ooh. the host. And Katie? Uh, Katie was like a random on there. Like she was right. the online social media person and then ended up being like, Way bigger than, not Regis, but everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about Katie is that, uh, and I suggest anyone check her, I think it's just at Katie Nolan, I guess, mm-hmm. on, on Twitter, is that she's got a real sense of comedic writing and timing yeah. to everything that she delivers. And it's, I, I would say, a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. in a sports world where perhaps the biggest plague that happens is that everyone takes everything way too seriously and they feel that their one-on-one is the most incredible one-on-one that's ever been given or they just put too much weight on someone getting injured or something. Mm -hmm. But she brings this really fresh take to everything. Yeah, kind of like what people would be saying if they're at a bar watching with their friends. And I think that's sort of, she's definitely started a trend of that's what people want. Like they right. want kind of witty comebacks, um, interesting arguments, like random questions. It's not always so serious, but it can just be just us watching a game when something looks funny and you're like, oh, what about that? And it's like, that's that's the that's commentary. What they want. Yeah. It's not just all analysis. It's just even just random anything happening. So because it's just like what normal people like, you know, you like SNL because they come up with like mm-hmm. weird things, weird takes on real life. Right. It's Are you an SNL fan? Of course. Oh yeah. I'm a yeah. Huge SNL yeah. Fan. I, uh, I put my name in for the lottery this year and I'm hoping. I'm I did hoping, too. Yeah. No, did you really? You, you had to Going fill down, buddy. I'm going to win. Why? Yeah. why you, or unless we get to go together. Oh, that'd be great. Team. We could just we like, make a deal. If one of us wins, we take the other. We take the, yeah. It's a, it's recorded. <laughs> Sorry, Julie. I was going to ask no, you actually, enough. but, uh, but now Greg and I have yeah, a deal. It's packed. I, I know a guy, so I'm sure, what? you know, Lorne Michaels. Yeah. I can just hit him up. No, <laughs> he's I he's I Canadian, I right? Guy. His name's he's, Lorne. Yeah. His name's Lorne. Uh, we can call him Lorne M. No, like, yeah. so we L. Michaels. Yeah, yeah. L. L. Michaels. I hear he's got a connection for tickets for that yeah. thing. SNL, especially in the last year, they're coming off yeah. like their biggest ratings in, in 20 oh, yeah. years. And part of it, I guess, is everything. The Trump stuff. That's so that, much to work mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Everything the U.S. is going through. But just having the right mixture of people to to yeah. comfortably commentate on it and, and they find the right riff that they can ride for a while. Have you felt any pressure, Julie, to, to even comment? Because you're you're known for being 
a Canadian. Mm-hmm. You are like, I don't think it's any surprise to any yeah. people that like, follow don't you. Tell anybody. But <laughs> it's gotta be kept <laughs> super secret. There's one story I always tell about Julie every single time we're together, and I didn't realize it was the one thing I always said about Julie every time we're together. So I'm gonna leave it alone this time. Yes. And one maybe we'll I share it. I don't like but what you say about it's the me one every time you see me. And I feel yeah. terrible about it. <laughs> And I'm definitely not going to... It's just going to be a carrot. We're just going to leave it. I think you should edit that thing out of, yeah. Completely? <laughs> Completely edited it out. Yeah, you don't need to always say that every time you see me. No, it's terrible. You speak great. <laughs> I'm impressed. And, and what's what's incredible is... Backtrack, backtrack. Impressed. <laughs> I am impressed. Completely. Is, and you've had to adapt to really two different cultures. We go back to, to, to your time in England, right? Because, you know, the people want to just hear the way they hear things they don't want to hear the way you say things and it's definitely out and i was actually wasn't even going to go there i, was, I just i <laughs> want everyone's like what is I, I wanted to bring it up and just leave it and have that kind of be the joke which we're going to do <laughs> but have you felt the pressure to 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 commentate on uh, or or give your two cents on on uh, just this social i don't know it's a weird one because you know i'm canadian i am very liberal and i o- openly kind of I'm like that on social media, but I've noticed that, well, of course the United States is extremely divided and it's like a weird trajectory to go down. Like I I was listening to, I'm big fans of like Jamel Hill and Michael Smith, who are the um, hosts of the sports center, the six Mm -hmm. that they have on ESPN. And is it about Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They, They explained that, you know, they are very liberal, but that what they try to do and incorporate into the way they, um, approach sports is not, you know, left, right, or, you know, conservative or liberal is just, what is sort of moral or not. Like if mm-hmm. something happens, it's not like, it doesn't always have to be left or right. Or mm-hmm. it's like, is that what people who are supposed to be good people, would they do this or mm-hmm. would they not? And I think that's right. Like that, I think that's kind of what I try to do is like more the moral side of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I pick and choose, like sometimes I'll put um, kind of like a witty thing out rather than, you know, the other day with, kind of all the white nationalism stuff in the States. I just wrote, like, if anyone wants to come to Canada, my mom's <laughs> making pancakes, you know? Yeah. And but so seriously, then, is she? But then kind of like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she followed up on the bit by being like, I'm taking orders now, you know, who wants blueberry, who wants plain or whatever. And it got, like, a lot of traction. And it was just kind of like a, a social, like, people would know what I mean mm-hmm. or, like, know where I stand, but it wasn't like I have to be... It's kind of just like my own social commentary, a little bit lighter hearted, but then people will still respond to that with some I was like, I hope you die and choke on those pancakes waiting for your free health care. <laughs> and I wanted to write back being like, it is free. Yeah, no, <laughs> and yeah. I won't die or choke yeah. on it because all I have to do is show up or yeah, dial 911. Yeah. I'm fine. No bill afterwards. But then I, I totally want to respond. Like, I let him, like, yeah, I'm not going to. But had I, if I was Katie Nolan, I would, yeah. you know? So then you kind of see like, what? how comfortable are you with being a badass out there essentially? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I know a lot of people followed me when I worked at Fox cause they thought I was part of Fox news. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I realized that after cause I think right. Fox when, news kind of has a type though. And, and you kind of fit their. Thank you. Type. I really well, appreciate it, you saying that. It's a compliment. Yeah, the, no, 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 not the way <laughs> no. you speak. Not the way you Thank speak. Thank you. I'm the Fox news yeah, type. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. And that's everything for this news yeah. podcast. No. Yeah. 
Offended your guest um, again, Clay. Yeah, well, that's always been like the biggest criticism of Fox or like the, um, it's like, oh, if, say I have blonde hair, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they only hired her because Fox likes blondes. Whereas everyone on this podcast would know I have a very long background of trying to make it. So I'm not just reduced to my hair color. No, no, yeah. no. Not, not, that's not what I was trying to say. All I, I know, I'm just s- telling you. <laughs> All I was trying to say is that I could see how someone on the outside well, if Could you're in your bio, if it says up. Fox Sports, usually a lot of maybe conservative middle America might think, oh, you know, I'll follow this person because like Fox, Fox News. Yeah. And people don't realize the two are completely separate entities. Right. So, you know, I mean, even during the election or leading up to it, I tweeted some stuff and like I would lose followers by the hundreds. Wow. You know, if just, I lost followers by the hundreds, I'd be... Negative a hundred. <laughs> but unfortunately. we all kind of noticed it. Yeah. You know, even Rachel Benetta too. She's yeah. been pretty outspoken on social media and it's a it's hemorrhaging, which is disgusting when you think about it. Like, wait, what? I just tweeted like everyone be nice to each other and people are like, boom. <laughs> Go on, I'm I gone. disagree with that statement yeah. wholeheartedly. Do you yeah. notice the divide? Like just living there? Like you just Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean California's very blue, yeah. but um I think everywhere you go, I always you know, my mom came to visit, and I just said, Don't don't bring up politics like anywhere because you just never know what anyone's gonna say. Yeah. Right. Because it is almost exactly like fifty fifty wherever you go. Even one of my best friends was like Hey, I support the complete opposite of you. And I was like, wait, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, Get unfollowed. away from me. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, uh, for us, at least growing up, there's a divide between, you know, the thoughts of the liberal party and the thoughts of the conservative party. But it's not like a bridge that can't be crossed. Yeah. That you, you can you can see from both sides and you can come to a middle ground on 85 percent of the yeah. issues. But then I realized how much of a divide that actually creates, or at least in present time, has created and how staunch viewpoints can be. And that's what makes it hard is the inability to see, or not the inability, for the, but rather the lack of desire to see things from the other side. But now it's gone so, so crazy in the States that's like, it wasn't, you know, not trying to get too political and everything, but it was like, okay, maybe there goes a hundred more followers, Democrats and Republicans. And it's like, everyone kind of has their own thing. Now it's like, Oh my God, the left and right are so, because a lot of people are doubling down on, if you voted for Trump, it's like, no, yeah, I still support him. It's yeah. like, but wait, this isn't even anything <laughs> like, this is, this is real messed up now. You're like, yeah. Nope. I'm still on that bandwagon. It's like, whoa, we're getting further and further away. So, um, yeah, anyways, it's a really kind of crazy place down there right now and it's just I mean it's good that there's people standing up doing stuff because the more you stay quiet about it like mm-hmm. there then you're accepting a lot of the awful behavior towards mm-hmm. certain types of people and it's like not acceptable like mm-hmm. it's 2017 like we can't you can't like treat people that way going back a million years that's, so that's what kind of sucks about we had Akil Augustine on last And the one thing I said to him was that it made me realize growing up the way I grew up that I thought racism was dead. Just I thought it was dead. Mm -hmm. And and I guess I was awoken to my own ignorance on everything. And that was, you know, growing up in a school with very little minority, you know, very few minorities in my school. And then I moved to the city, which is a very multicultural city in Toronto. But I thought it was a thing of the past. And that has been the big awakening that not only is it, you know, still top of mind for many people, you know, not far from where we live, but it also takes voices to stand up to it. 
but navigating how you do that, I find might be the tough part yeah, in today's course. day and an age. Well, I mean, any kind of standing out for something is going to be, not everyone's going to be happy with it, right? Yeah. Like you've met with crazy stuff, but when the guy in charge down there is supporting certain things, it almost gives, taps into everyone's really deep racist, um, sexist, homophobic feelings that they didn't say because mm-hmm. they, you know, no one was okay with it. And now that guy's all right with it. Then mm-hmm. they're like, okay. Yeah. It's like, then I can say yeah. That. yeah it's a, yeah. <laughs> it was like our conversation earlier where we kept trying to one up each other yeah. on where we live, but that's what it becomes. It's like, well, you can be this outrageous. I can be that outrageous. And you kind of keep building on that. This has taken a turn I didn't expect it to. <laughs> well, now on the next political yeah. podcast, we discuss so I think it'll hunger. come ahead at some point. I yeah. think it will. I mean, it's always nice coming up here and like everyone's, like, I don't know sort of the breadth of like who listens to this podcast, but everyone in the States is like, oh, Right now it's the five of us. From, <laughs> you're from Canada. That's so great. Like, yeah. You know, can I have your passport? And also your prime minister is amazing. <laughs> like all the time that is. He got the cover of Rolling Stone. Always, yeah. He's kind of good looking. It was like the day he got on the cover of Rolling Stone and he's like, you know, dancing on the gay pride float last year and like just everything, just like everything to everyone. Just the juxtaposition (laughs) was just mind blowing. Mind blowing. Shocking. Yeah. So. What September look like for you? Yeah, I know it must be. Yeah, it's actually really exciting. Um, We have a U.S. World Cup qualifier. Right. ESPN doesn't have the rights to the World Cup, but we have a couple qualifiers which are going to be pivotal Mm -hmm. because they could clinch. The first one is against Costa Rica at Red Bull Arena. Mm -hmm. And then we have the next one in Orlando against Panama. At the new stadium? Mm -hmm. Have you been there yet? Yeah, I've done a couple games. I haven't seen it yet. I missed uh, missed our trip down. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, it's... Raucous. It's like right in there. The whole wall they have, like that you can't sit. You just stand. Yeah. It's really neat. It's weird on the sideline because as a sideline reporter, the seats are really low behind me. So I usually either just like kneel on the ground or sit on a tiny stool, which is not conducive because <laughs> yeah. everyone's just yelling at you to the whole comfort, time to right, move. get out of the way. So I think what we're gonna do for the game is like I'm gonna get a ticket and I'm gonna sit. Oh, that's in that fun. front row, yeah. like beside Bruce Arena. Oh, that's really yeah. Neat. Because the seats are also the coaches and like the technical area. It's like all in the crowd almost. You know, like yep. some places. Yep. Sporting Kansas City, I think it's the same way. Like so that sucks. Like from a broadcast perspective, <laughs> it makes New it way Orlando easier. Orlando Stadium is not great. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's not like people want to touch the microphone or anything. If you're sitting in the crowd, everyone has something to say. I would just hide it though. But if yeah. I can be right beside Bruce, then. I just I'm like sitting in crowd like that and just lean over to interview yeah. and look like I'm on the, the sideline. Um, but Get then, this woman out of here. I yeah, think she's crazy. Then, uh, as I mentioned, I'm doing some college football games yep. and my first one is Iowa, Iowa State. Oh. Big Iowa yeah. rivalry. <laughs> I, I can't say I know a whole lot about Iowa, Iowa State. Because I got, you know, I've only ever done one college football game before and Ironically, it was at Iowa State. So oh. I guess that's sort of like my, Alma mater my team now. now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been typecast, yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you drawn, um, B, 
because I, I know you've had friends that had certain alma maters uh, in the States. Have you, aside from Iowa, that definitely has your heart. Iowa ha- State. Iowa State. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely has your heart. I got to get that right. Yeah. Have you have you fallen, have you drawn to one team or another when it comes to college basketball or college football? Um, no, not really. I mean, like I've been to UCLA and USC games yeah. and stuff. And I like the Pac-12, which is like the West Coast, you know, based teams and those two in particular. But not really. I mean, yeah. some of the Big Ten schools, like, I don't know. I don't really have anyone in particular. But I've been to a Kansas State game and kind of going to like Kansas State-Auburn. And that's like people are obsessed and they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're tailgating and they're just – it's it's kind of like I liken them to, to soccer too, kind of that tribalism mm-hmm. of the people and the fans and mm-hmm. the culture. Like they're so into it, but um, it should be interesting. And then I'm gonna do that, and then I'll go still do MLS playoffs or like leading up to MLS playoffs, and then I still will bounce between the two. Between the two, yeah. So, so is excited. that football is your hockey this year? I guess that's no, your... not necessarily. I could also still have hockey in there too. No so. sleep for the wicked. Yeah, or for the. Charming. For the yeah. wicked. Yeah. The wicked yeah. and like yeah. being well, awesome. Very yeah. Charming. yeah, by wicked. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I, uh, <laughs> I, had, I had to fill out my trifecta of insults for one oh, podcast. That's all good. This um, is terrible. You know, it's really nice knowing you. I know you're not going to speak to me again. I'm like, uh, but hey. I'll never it come was back here again. No, I'm joking. All you guys are gay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the ones that haven't yeah. spoken the whole yeah. time. Hi, Kylie and Dylan. <laughs> hey there. How you doing? Good, how are you? Am I going to wait till the end of this podcast to talk? Is that? <laughs> no. All right. Okay. No, 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 I think we're wrapping up pretty soon. Okay, good. You did, this was I got a word in, that's fine. Sweetest thing you ever did? Remember when you bought me a, a Rough Riders hat? Yeah. For, because it's it's cold in Canada. You all got to have toques. And then I made Especially you a promise that I never lived up to. I had promised you, I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to wear this, I guess, north of the border is a toque, south of the border it's a beanie. Yeah. Am I right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear this beanie to every sports stadium I go to and take a picture in front of it oh, and send it good. to you. Yeah. Riders ne- would like that. I never, the, the, they would like. Mm-hmm. They'd be into that. Would you do CFL if given the opportunity? Uh, I mean, the States, like ESPN has it, the games on really? ESPN too. But that's mostly because people are obsessed with football. So mm-hmm. it's in the off season of NFL and college, they're just like, okay, we'll watch CFL, I guess. <laughs> and like, they're so into it. We were in Chicago last weekend and I was winding down trying to get my brain out of everything because we had an early flight the next morning and there was like the CFL game and I, I was blown away and I had to like make, yeah. I had to check where I was again and then <laughs> I was looking at the right channel again. I was so confused. Uh, they'll put like highlights on Sports Center, not highlights, but like if there's an amazing play. They'll and put on the it third on the down, they center. kicked it. Everyone was confused. Yeah, they, uh, I, I shadowed these two guys, Neil Everett and Larry Beal on SportsCenter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do like the LA-based version, and they at the end of the show, they were just joking about how the Ticats only scored one point. And I was on the side <laughs> of the set, and they yelled at me live on air. They're like, how do you only score one point? I'm like, it's called a rouge. And I was like trying to explain <laughs> yeah. it to them as they're going off. Everyone's trying to figure out how do you score yeah. one point. I'm like, what is all this? <laughs> Thank stuff? goodness they had you. I would have no idea. I was just surprised. I like at that moment, I was ready to answer that question. <laughs> like <laughs> proper preparation. Yeah. Prevents piss poor performance. No, you never know when that's going to come in handy. I uh, I said this actually before, but I'm not a sports guy. I, I I work in the sports industry, but I really I would be the worst in that situation. 
because I can't hold on to anything and I don't. Someone could ask me about the Leafs who I grew up supporting and I would have no idea. They're like, oh yeah, I remember when so-and-so scored that big goal against this person and I have no idea. Mm. So thankfully they've been given you. No, no, I'm not good with that. Like I know some of the people I work with that will remember like every, exactly how every goal was scored, like exact moment like the games leading up to it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, it's Dylan has that gene. It's crazy. He has never gotten a question wrong, I don't think. And I don't want to challenge him. And I can't. <laughs> That'd come. be a very embarrassing I, I, first question I get asked on I, here. And but it's like, wrong. But like <laughs> even I met at the draft this year, I met Brian McCabe. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so funny meeting you. You know, like I remember growing up watching him on TV and then. He's like, oh, why do you remember when I scored on the Leafs or whatever? Blah, 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 making fun of himself. And I was thinking, trying to remember back to that game. And then, you know, someone beside me is like, oh, yeah, I remember it. It was like at this point in the third yeah, period in the, and uh, overtime. overtime goal yeah. against Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. yeah, but it's like, you know, just like you see it in your head. Maybe that's just like a very photographic memory of people and places and, and perceptive. And yeah, perceptive. Yeah. I, uh, Brian McCabe, and this could be completely false, and it probably is. I remember his big slap shot. I remember he went to Italy with the with the national team. Yeah, 2006. And, and I remember he was injured in 2006. Did he get injured there? I remember he was never the same afterwards, and that's how I'd sum up Brian McCabe's career, which is not stat-based at all. It is strictly based on my emotions of him at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I really liked him. He went. Canada didn't do well. I didn't like him anymore. Yeah. And then he went to Florida. He invented the can opener. He'd like put his stick between legs and push people. And he got a penalty. <laughs> and then the rest started catching onto it and they, they, the can opener started becoming a penalty. I just remember the blonde, or the, the blue Mohawks. They would be oh, doing yeah. the, the, I think oh, yeah. he had the f- Mohawks, Fu Manchus, like it was. And these are more prominent things too. Yeah. Like I know people that remember the most ridiculous stuff, especially MLS people I work with from Fox. They just would remember, oh, Someone in 1996 that like scored it was Chicago this, this, versus this, this. LA Galaxy. I'm like, I'm still playing with Barbies then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still playing with Barbies yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so before before we go, I want this is the worst thing you can do is describe something that no one can see. Your nails are awesome. Oh yeah, these. It, this is it's, it's full you guys on. You can probably see them as like speaking. It's full on glam. I know. I can't keep my eyes off them, and then I yeah. feel weird. For those who don't know, she has two incredible jewels on the ring finger of both it's hands. It's like three jewels attached as one and oh it my. sort of sticks out. It looks like a ring on my nail. <laughs> it's like a hologram <laughs> on white chrome nails. And so they almost look like, it like, looks like wedding nails in a way. It does something. very much look like wedding nails. That would be really gaudy if I had this and also had a, a wedding massive ring, ring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, at least not for me, my work hasn't provided me an engagement ring yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we say we're married to yeah. our work, but it does yeah. not put out at it's all. It's not put out with a ring yet. <laughs> no. No. Uh, no, I got these done in LA at like a super Beverly Hills place for a lot of money. <laughs> so. so we're there in three weeks. Will you take Actually, me? Actually, this is where I got the nails. Same place uh, I got MLS nails last year because they will do anything you want. So I'll do that. We have MLS Cup on ESPN this year, so I'll do it Ooh. again. Any, any I'm early curious, g- like, what nails <laughs> will I have? <laughs> any, any any early guesses as to what two teams? Oh, I think like you, don't, you don't want to jinx it, right? I don't want to jinx it. The hometown guys, yep. like, they're moving on up those record books. TFC and a Portland or a rematch of yep. Seattle would be great. A rematch would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
fans would really get into it, I think. The Seattle fans are great. Yeah. And that's one thing I've always enjoyed about going up to Seattle is their fans, like, they're in for the sport of it. They can, yeah. they have their fun and they get into the game, but they aren't dickheads, right? You can shoot them a smile and then everything is good at yeah. the end. You know, it's all for the sport of it. Yeah. We went from Nails. I was actually going somewhere <laughs> else with Nails. We went Nails to MLS. I know, but that's because I had MLS Nails. Nails, <laughs> nails to Lady Gaga and to Alice Cooper. Another one of my favorite things about you is you definitely get into the spirit when it comes to concerts. Have you had a good time in LA over the summer? Just the last week, went to Lady Gaga and Alice Cooper, but I always like dress up, kind of like get into it. You did the same thing in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm actually going to see him in September and both of them are in September in Toronto. So I'm trying to get back for them. Like work it with being on the East Coast and stuff. So, but yeah. What is the? Uh, do you have like a criteria for your Lady Gaga get up? Like, do, do you go for one album look and then the next? Do you go for another album look? Just a bit different each time. Yeah. But it depends. Like, I just went to a costume store and I just try to figure it out. Like, the wig is the most important part with Gaga. <laughs> so you can go short, long, bangs, no bangs, like hat, something else. But it just depends on what's available. And time is of the essence, so I'm not going to go around to many stores. Have you had to travel with any of this stuff in a trunk before? Because that could be interesting. No, I haven't traveled with it yet, but I do. I might bring some back that I have bought already. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I wish I had friends as cool as you. Really, I would love to dress up, but you can't just go alone. You're I like, dressed up by myself. Really? My friends wore wigs. They didn't do the full outfit. Yeah. Uh, I want to dress up. I don't know. If, I don't know. If <laughs> as blue, Lady Gaga. I don't. I, at a Blue Rodeo concert. Uh, like, how Canadian could that be? I'm going to go to a Blue Rodeo concert, but I'm going to dress as Lady Gaga. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think it'll work out really she well. Jim Cuddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't. I dress already. I'm wearing a plaid exactly, shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how much more Jim well, Cuddy can I be? These are people that are, like, so into the theatrics, right? Like, yeah. Gaga is everything into that. So, makes it more fun. Well, Jules. It's been great. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I've 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 missed having you in the city. It's fun when we are able to reconnect in the real weird places that we do. Over this microphone right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello. We're still trying to come up with a tagline on the way out. So uh, you want to help us out here? Give How about a- just bye, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Eat your vegetables. 